Hi! Welcome to The Game is Afoot. This is a podcast where queer guests... I'm back, baby! ...play games. I pick my jaw up off the floor real quick. <laughs> real quick. Put that back on. And do an interview. My secret is... This is published on the first and third Sunday of every month, so come join us. And I hope you have a good time. Bye! Welcome everyone, here's another Control Group review. Today we're reviewing the system we tested, Hero Dog Saves Town by Alex Roberts, and adapted with a couple more rules by me, Dennis Foray. I am me, Dennis Foray. And with me, I had the people who helped test the system. Also me, Kashan. Me, Patrick. And me, Tony. Yeah, so I hope you enjoyed our little fun, absurdist romp about Hero Dog Saves Town. Uh, we got this out of my big book of micro RPGs. This was an R- uh, one-page RPG, and it definitely delivered what was promised right on the page. It shows its complexity as a one out of four, and yeah, it was really fun to take this essentially just printed down improv game and play around with it. I had—I felt like I had to add some rules just so it would fit on our actual tabletop role-playing game podcast and not just be role-play. Um, so I don't know how the rest of the team felt about that, but... I, I mean, if you're asking us, not rhetorically. I mean, I, I really appreciated yeah. actually adding that in that factor. We were talking about it uh, ahead of time, too. Like, putting in that the probability of, like, you don't really know if your pitch is going to be accepted or not. Um, for one, I think takes the pressure off of the the GM or the, the hero dog in this case of having to like select and try to make sure they're like being fair and not like favoring anybody and but still kind of picking the best bit um, and uh, just adding in that bit of randomness like where we kind of just give our best pitches no matter what we thought they were and then sometimes just being stuck with the most ridiculous thing I, I think it just gave us more more uh, direction I think in, in what we were doing I, I thought it was fun. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. And I would think this game kind of has two directions. Like, as written, it's a very good, like, kind of Cards Against Humanity, like, kind of party game. We're all sitting around drinking. But if you're, like, a bunch of, like, tabletop nerds, you're going to want to do the dice rolls because then it forces, it, like, forces a direction that um, uh, makes, adds complexity. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it kind of, it reminded me a lot of, like, a short-form improv game. Where it's yeah. just like it's like you coming up with stuff on the fly, so it was kind of cool uh, that it it, it did, like adding in the dice rolling element makes it feel not like a competition mm-hmm. and more like uh, anything can happen. So you're not you're not at a detriment for uh, risking something and putting it out there as you would be in like a competition short form game where someone's like that was stupid. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. I didn't want to hinder anyone's ideas when it came to this game. Because, like, truth be told, if I were just to have to be Hero Dog in this, like, how am I not going to choose anything or everything that comes out of Larry Bird's mouth? <laughs> I just, like, it just sounds funnier coming out of Larry Bird's mouth, yeah. and it's the idea I would go with, besides the AIDS thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, was a, that was a Hail Mary. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That was really fucked up. <laughs> I th- I thought you were gonna say like his his three pointer percentage like you were gonna lead up to that and then yeah, be, like, be like oh yeah but it's not later. AIDS it's it's he was really bad at shooting three pointers he had tendinitis. <laughs> <laughs> 
if if I actually knew anything about basketball, I could probably put in, like a really funny basketball joke there that like all like the sneakerheads and stuff would really laugh at. But all I knew was that Magic Johnson had AIDS. So <laughs> all you had was all you had was that sack of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it played to your t- the top of your intelligence, and you sure did. Well, just... I mean, I, that that does kind of go back to like what I said with the probability thing, because in yeah. in the wrong hands, this kind of game, I feel like can just end up being like Cards Against Humanity, where whatever like yeah. the bluest thing is, the crudest thing is, yeah. always gets picked because like the person in charge thinks that way. Um, and yeah. that I mean, for that reason, like it was good that the AIDS thing didn't get picked because that that might have really put a damper on like the the direction of the game but uh, so I'm, I'm glad that that just didn't even have an option of going forward yeah and <laughs> i hope you guys enjoyed my story and my fun little characters mm-hmm. um, loved loved uh, chris I really was it did. chris loved chris yeah <laughs> chris <laughs> chris who was specifically put in because marcus <laughs> didn't show up for this recording <laughs> and i needed someone to get eliminated first <laughs> Uh, but then we ran so long with the bits, I ended up having to eliminate two of you at the end anyway. <laughs> so we would have been fine with a regular elimination. <laughs> but we went on some tears, and I really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, anything else about the system? I mean, there wasn't a lot there to it. Like, it's just a real simple, like, easy. You could, it's good. You could do this in an evening. Like, if you if your game, like, a player cancels on your D&D night, like, this is a perfect <laughs> one to pick up and just bullshit with, you know? I'd, yeah. I'd say if you're adding in the dice, I mean, again, I know this is kind of going against the spirit of the game, but you don't really need somebody to be the dog in that case. Like, yeah, if, if you are all like kind of counting on how the dice rolls to, to make your decisions for you, then I think that everyone can kind of be making pitches. And then like as a whole, you can play the NPCs that like facilitate the transitions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's supposed to be G- right. GM-less, right? GM-less. Yeah. So yeah. that that's another way to do it if you're not feeling like competitive or whatever, or you don't want to like have that, in, that, that element of like what's better and you just leave it up to chance and you make like a completely bizarre pitch and you win, you know? I, I think it's a really good introduction to like uh, role playing in general. Like, just playing a character and coming up with ideas, like, mm-hmm. in a fictional universe. Like, this is something you could show to your friends that have never played uh, a role-playing game and have them do it instead of introducing them to, like, D&D 5e, where they gotta learn, like, a bunch of rules, like, immediately. Play a tiefling right. now. Um. <laughs> right. And again, I think it's good for beginners because they don't have to worry about never getting their idea picked or, like, never having anybody listen to them because they don't know what they're doing quite yet or they're not as confident, like, because kind of the dice evens the playing field for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, so I think this works uh, really well as an adaptation for that, just especially for new players. And to double back to what you were saying about it being jamless, yeah, that was the whole point of me throwing in Chris, and then I completely forgot to pitch any ideas. Yeah, I noticed that. I was was just, I was was enjoying your guys' bits so well, I was like, fuck it, I don't need to put anything into this. (laughs) I'm just here to facilitate. No bits, only Chris. Only Chris, no bits. No Chris, (laughs) only only bits. No bits. Oops, no Chris. Oops, all Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so I guess we've touched upon all we needed to touch upon about the system. So we can go ahead and give it our rating. I'm gonna give this... Oh, shit, actually, if anyone has another bit, I have to look up facts for my bit real fast. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, it's a good bit when it requires research. 
I give it um, four out of five empty dark nights where you wake up in a cold sweat with a skittering at your window. Keep going up with the occult, I see, Patrick. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's my thing now. <laughs> I give this system a 58 out of 24, which is the basketball record for the 1982-1983 <laughs> Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to give this... Um... I'm gonna leave this like eight out of ten um, light romantic comedies featuring Betty White. <laughs> I'm gonna give this uh, seven out of eleven uh, McDonald's fries that are found under park benches. <laughs> Ooh, interesting. Once again, thank you, Variables, for listening to One Shot of Palooza Two. One Shot of Palooza. We'll have more games, and you'll be hearing from these players again, I'm sure. Thank you guys for coming on, by the way. Thanks, Dennis. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having me. All right, variables. Go to sleep. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.